0: We're using modern elements, but we are trying to design so that it does not overwhelm heritage. So when we had to get water or ventilation pipes into some areas, we had to go around the areas that we couldn't touch. So that meant we were not only designing furniture and you know deciding on colors and textures, we were also drawing the geometry and the path of those wires and of those you know pipes so that they do not ruin the design.
1: This is Travel by Design, where we chat with the visionaries behind the world's most extraordinary hotels. I'm your host, Hamish Kilburn, professional hotel reviewer and the editor of Hotel Designs. Today, our destination is Bucharest, the capital of Romania. It's a colorful, vibrant city with an annual flower festival, excursions to the breathtaking countryside and a kaleidoscopic diversity of architecture. The buildings here tell the stories of generations. And my guest for today is Indre Sangus, who helped turn one of the most historic buildings in the city into the Mamarosh Bucharest, an autograph collection hotel.
0: I'm representing Yes Design and I'm leading architect We keep growing and growing. And uh, as we see now, we are already going international. So that's very uh, good.
1: (laughs) Indre's team restored the Mamarouche Blanc Bank Palace, a heritage building originally constructed in 1912. The bank sits at the heart of Old Town Bucharest, and it looks very much like a palace. Towering corners and elegant arches frame the facade. And there's a glowing gold trim around the front entrance. Because this building was a protected national monument, with intricate woodwork, stained glass and marble tiling which couldn't be disturbed, Indre took on challenge after challenge to build a fully functioning hotel inside. But before we talked about how she overcame those challenges, I asked her a question regarding bank buildings that I'd always wondered about. Old banks, they make for wonderful hotels. Have you noticed this before?
0: Definitely, definitely. Most of the spaces that were in the bank, they still serve almost the same function. Okay, it's not about going to the bank and taking out or putting in your money, but still it's public space. It still has lobby. It still has meeting rooms. It still has small offices. In terms of layout, yes, uh, we added more rooms, but the public spaces that were the main areas in the bank as well, still remained.
1: Indri, I'm, I'm really struck by how your process is about revitalising the historic Mamarush bank building itself. You know, it's, it's not replacing it. Mm-hmm. We're talking here about a building that played a vital role in modernising the Romanian economy. And it was constructed after the First World War. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to know what was the building like when you first walked into it?
0: So I can tell you even one step before, I remember very well when this future client called us and told about the site that it's bank and is going to be transformed into hotel. It already sounded amazing. But when we went to the site, it was even more impressive (laughs) because the building itself is very uh, big and uh, almost uh, one of the most impressive building in Bucharest. You see this beautiful facade, which is covered in natural stone and lots of ornaments. At the same time, the stones of the facade is almost falling apart. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, and it was not that abandoned, but for some of, I guess, a decade, it was just not functioning anymore. So it feels like only the ghosts lived there. We immediately understood that all this that we see now has to be brought to second life. And this we understood from the very first uh, visit because you can literally feel, smell, touch items that were built so long time ago and it's still there. Mm. I think that makes the experience for each guest even more stronger.
1: There's so many layers. There's so many original layers. I can just imagine as a designer, Mm -hmm. it must have just been like every designer's dream to win a project like this that has so much texture.
0: Yes, it's a dream, but it's also a big responsibility, you know, because uh, you have to know how not to ruin it and uh, what to emphasize on because there are so many uh, important things.
1: So this building is classified as a Class A historic monument by the Romanian government. So that basically means that it's a national treasure. I I just want to really understand why were they so important to keep intact So when you
0: go to these rooms, you immediately see the most preserved thing uh, in almost all the building. It's wooden panels, Mm. which is uh, very surprising that they are still there because, you know, wood is quite uh, sensitive. And uh, imagine that all walls are covered in wooden panels and it gives you immediately the sense of uh, something uh, royal and uh, very grand. Imagine that each wooden panel is done uh, is handcrafted Mm. maybe it was uh, started by one person and somebody else finished it because it takes so long to make it so it's valuable feature to keep these elements and appreciate that somebody put so much work into that
1: preserving craft isn't it
0: exactly you know now we're living in uh, times when we are used to very fast Lifestyle, mm-hmm. And uh, we are not working so hard on features like that, like wooden panels or uh, moldings, not because they are not nice or they are not attractive anymore. It's because it doesn't just fit our lifestyle anymore because we want everything fast and right away. And these elements, they just take ages.
1: The more you talk and the more I get understanding of this project, I just can't help thinking how much of a, a huge architectural challenge it was. If you're trying to keep so much of the original flooring and the original walls, for example, if preservation in this case means the look and feel of the whole interior has to stay the way it was a hundred years ago, then I'd don't really have any idea how you would then go about installing things like new wiring into the walls and putting mm-hmm. new plumbing in and getting air conditioning in so that it is suitable for customer experience and not just look and feel, as you've mentioned with the old and the new and the contemporary elements that are so sort of sensitively blended in.
0: Yes, it's it's almost like a separate project. <laughs> It's a separate project (laughs) because because I remember when we had to get, uh, for example, water into certain areas or ventilation pipes into some areas. We had to go around the areas that we couldn't touch. So that meant we were not only designing the um, furniture and, you know, deciding on colors and textures, we were also drawing the geometry and the path Mm. of those wires and of those, you know, pipes. But it was labyrinth, I could say. It was literally a labyrinth. So that they do not ruin the design. Uh, We had uh, this lobby bar and we had this authentic uh, marble flooring, which we couldn't even touch it because it was just too difficult to reassemble. So to get water into lobby bar, we had to build the form and the shape of the bar, not how we wanted it to be or how it was fitting best in the space but uh, based on the geometry of this water pipe. (laughs) So the solution was to use the furniture as a path for these pipes, although nobody can see it now.
1: (laughs) Wait a minute. So I'm I'm looking at a photograph of the lobby bar right now. So you're telling me the, the pipe work is hidden inside the furniture. And is that the same for the lobby bar itself?
0: Yes, yes. Now when you see the final uh, you know result, you will not even identify things like that. <laughs> uh, but at that time, it was really a big challenge.
1: Mm. When you mention challenges with pipes for for water, I mean, mm-hmm. I have spoken to hundreds of architects and designers who have worked on heritage buildings, and they all have the same problems.
0: Definitely. It's not a different story here. We also had challenges with bathrooms. (laughs) They were all covered in wood. And this means that we have to have, for example, new shower in our guest bathroom, but we have wooden panels. So what should we do? <laughs> so, for example, in one room, the wall is covered in glass and the wooden panel is behind with a, with a light. It even looks better, mm. but of course, it's protected from humidity and you can freely have a shower and not damaging the wooden panel, but you can still feel the wood around you and which is quite exclusive I would say.
1: Yeah yeah. and as the traveler you really feel like you're part of a historic building even in that moment of of being in the bathroom and showering.
0: Yes and uh, one of the bathroom we just decided to uh, replace the existing wooden panels uh, into marble panels Mm. but historical preservation asked us to keep the pattern of the previous wooden panels. In the marble? Yes. For example, wow. the panel was uh, one meter width and uh, three meters height. So we had to cut the stone into the same pieces and also add engraving because the mol- these wooden panels, they had uh, those moldings and engravements. Wow. And at the end of the day, you get a very interesting result.
1: There's a problem and there's a solution, mm-hmm. but it's got character, it's got style. That's kind of what it's feeding the the traveler, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. But the process of this, of this small, small thing <laughs> was almost two months. We ask the heritage department if we're allowed, then they give us response. Then we ask the engineers, then they give us response. Then we build the new solutions. Mm-hmm. And it has to be a teamwork, I would say. And in this case, everybody, we're taking care of this building as if it's their home, you know.
1: I guess you have to, though.
0: Yes, yes we did something that we had to do because now everybody can experience this amazing architecture, this amazing building, amazing interiors. It's open mm. for everybody. You just have to go and experience. So it's not for us, you know. We did not do it for our portfolio or just because we like beautiful <laughs> buildings. We wanted mm. it really to um, be for public and the hotel gives this opportunity for everybody to experience it, because you just have to book a room and go.
1: <laughs> I've been saving um, this last space of the hotel for now because I think it really deserves its own moment, and that's the bank vault, the speakeasy bar, and obviously it's built into the original bank vault itself.
0: Yeah, it's story behind. <laughs> The vault is, of course, in the basement of the old building. And when you go there, you already feel like you're going to some secret place. You go downstairs. I love that. Yes. It's a little bit, you know, intimate atmosphere, no windows. And then you just see that round vault door, super heavy, super thick. And you still have that uh, handle that you have to push in order to open these doors.
1: Yeah anyone who's visiting Bucharest needs to experience descending into literal two-story bank vault. The walls are completely covered with deposit boxes. But what I love about it is that you've also kind of added a faded gold matte finish that really catches the light with a little glow. I've been to speakeasies before, but this is something else.
0: This is something else. And it's very rare, quite a tiny space, I would say. Uh, but what makes it uh, infinite is these deposit boxes that you mentioned. Everywhere you can see the deposit boxes. So it makes you feel a little bit, you know, visually uh, like lost
1: or. But you know, I, I think that like there's something really poetic about this space because it's a space that would be completely private and obviously hidden from view in its former life and yet it's a destination bar in itself isn't it and those deposit boxes I guess make the guests kind of feel like they're uh...
0: it makes you feel exceptional I would say we even found the old keys of these deposit uh, boxes so in some deposit boxes we decided just to keep these keys so the guests can unlock the deposit box Oh wow! yes the same box functioned long long time ago and now you can open this box you can leave even a note for your friend in this box lock it and take this uh, key to the receptionist and tell that please give this key to the room number and he will find my letter there and it's like finding a treasure (laughs) oh i love that Mm -hmm. it's exceptional
1: Indre, thanks so much for joining me today. I I really appreciate how diving into this restoration process of a heritage building, it really reveals so much history, but also so much new life for a building as well, and the potential to create new experiences. And it being at the heart of Bucharest, uh, I know many memories will be made by the people visiting the hotel thank you so so much for exploring this building with us and mm-hmm. I can't wait to experience it myself I'm definitely going to leave a note in the deposit box for you
0: thank you so much <laughs> thank you
1: travel by design is a podcast by Marriott Bonvoy Traveller the online travel magazine where you'll find more inspiring hotel design stories if you're curious about the craft of hotel design then check out marriottbonvoy.com travelbydesign. And if you want to go behind the scenes of my travel experiences across the world, then follow me on Instagram at hoteltraveleditor. This episode was produced by Narratively Creative. Our senior producer is James Boo. Our associate producers are Nidhi Shastri and Greta Stromquist. Story edits by Priscilla Alabi, sound design by James Boo, and audio engineering by Dorian Love. Our Marriott Bonvoy Traveller producers are Valerie Connors and Robin Benefield. Special thanks to Indre Sangus for speaking with me about her work. I'm your host, Hamish Kilburn. Don't forget to subscribe to Travel by Design in your podcast app. And tune in next time to hear more design stories behind the world's most extraordinary hotels.